but it's really time for the Big C Church to step back up. In South Carolina, we have more than 4,000 children who are part of our foster care system. We have more than 800 of those children who could be adopted today. We've got 94 group homes, and the reality of it is in these situations, we need to see a place where the church is stepping in and being the body of Christ in these situations, and there are a lot of places that we can do it, guys. Welcome in to another edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast, where we are shaping the Palmetto State from a biblical worldview. I'm Director of Communications at Palmetto Family, Justin Hall, alongside Mitch Prosser, our Director of Outreach, and of course, our Executive Director, President Dave Wilson, all joining today as we talk about the issue of the adoptive and foster care crisis in the Palmetto State. In our previous episodes, we've discussed how the left is driving us off the cultural cliff when it comes to race and our collective culture. We also analyzed the rise of cultural Marxism and the shift in defining equality and equity. And a few weeks ago, we studied the praxis of these ideas and how they're being instituted in our society. If you missed it, last week we had Pastor Tony Foster on with us to kind of put a bow on the critical race theory discussion for now. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I encourage you to do so. Go back, subscribe to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. That is an episode you don't want to miss. And as we continue our conversation series that started with Pastor Tony Foster, next week we will have editor-in-chief of Living Real Magazine, Melanie Shaw, on to talk with us about the adoptive and foster care crisis in our state, and that's what we lead off with here today. One of the big issues that we have been called upon to address is the issue of widows and orphans and caring for the poor. And reality is too often we have abdicated that responsibility as the Big C Church. The Big C Church has that responsibility, but so often as we see in government time and time and time again, when it's not being done, government tends to step in. We have departments of social services, departments of health services, those other issues that are now being addressed in a government structure, but it's really time for the Big C Church to step back up. In South Carolina, we have more than 4,000 children who are part of our foster care system. We have more than 800 of those children who could be adopted today. We've got 94 group homes, and the reality of it is In these situations, we need to see a place where the church is stepping in and being the body of Christ in these situations. And there are a lot of places that we can do it, guys. You're absolutely right. Uh, We've At Palmetto Family, we strongly encourage the body of Christ to be the church. And I think one of the most important things is we've assembled this task force to address the foster and adoptive care crisis. I think one of the most important components that's come out of these meetings so far is the preventative aspect, because ultimately we don't want to see children and biological parents and foster parents go down this road. We want to avoid this situation at all costs. And so one of the biggest components that we focused on is the prevention that comes from the church speaking life into the culture, specifically to children and young parents who are struggling. Ultimately, I think that's what we're dealing with here is a void of Christian confidence, if you will, in young families, specifically struggling young families with children. When you mentioned these meetings, I want to make sure that people understand that they haven't heard us yet on the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. There is currently a task force that has been assembled to address 
the issues and the possible solutions to this adoptive and foster care crisis in South Carolina, and that's all leading to a major, major event coming in October. Governor McMaster's office reached out to us and said, we really need to start addressing a broader scope of pro-life issues. Way too often that gets relegated down in the mindset of the media and the, the community as a whole as dealing solely with the issue of abortion. Abortion is a horrific issue, and it needs to be addressed, but we also need to be addressing a holistic life approach to what needs to be done. And one of those areas that the governor's office asked us to focus on is the issue of adoption, which led into the issue of what's going on with our foster care system, what needs to be done to address those issues that are there, because you have more than 58% of our state's children who are in the foster care system who have been in there for more than two years. They're supposed to only be in there for one, but we've got more than half of them that have been in the foster care system for more than two years. There are ways that that has got to be addressed, and that's a place for the church to step in, for the church to be the body of Christ in local communities in the 46 counties across our state where the issues are taking place and to be there to minister to the families, to minister to the children, to minister to the foster families, to minister to the social workers who are addressing these particular issues. And I think that is extremely important for us to consider. So when the governor's office asked us to put this task force together, we have met multiple times, all leading up to the governor's summit on adoption and foster care. That's going to be happening October the 14th here in Columbia, and it's going to be very similar to what you have seen with the Accelerate SC as we've been trying to deal with the COVID issues and how do we get South Carolina back to work. This is the governor putting focus on this particular issue, and it will be the first of probably several meetings that will take place with the governor to address here are the issues, here are solutions that we can bring to the table and ways that we can begin to pilot those solutions in communities across the state. As my four-year-old would say, this is super-duper exciting stuff. Wow, there's a lot happening at Palmetto Family. And as this task force has been assembled and, and we're getting the right people at the table here in South Carolina to address these issues, I love the fact that we've brought many different perspectives and viewpoints all within the body of Christ to the table. And I, I think it's important as we talk about prevention and what prevention looks like, it's not just... Well, the church in the four walls doing what it does. But ultimately, I think what this is, is it's community awareness and community connection. And the church leaving the four walls of the church, going into the community and accomplishing and activating the biblical mandate that we've been given by God. I think one of the impressive things that I have seen through this task force process have been the different ideas that different people from across the state have brought to the table. Because if you look at it solely from your perspective, you're only going to see a single set of solutions. But when you bring different people to the table um, and look at how it, things have been addressed in Spartanburg or in Rock Hill or in Anderson or in Charleston, or even more so, 
what's being done in other states across the, across the country. There is a program that's in Florida right now, a prime example for us to take a look at that. How do we use technology to improve the process of making sure that a child is placed in a home where they're going to get the care that they need and keep a family of children together? Because that right there is an important aspect of dealing with and addressing foster care issues in South Carolina. And you mentioned Florida and what they're doing. I want to make sure people at home understand, wherever you're listening to this, this isn't solely a South Carolina issue. Um, people love to talk about education and where we rank in education. This is not just solely a South Carolina issue. This is a nationwide, right. and I would say a worldwide issue. Yeah. This um, situation with foster care and, and children being left behind in a system is not solely a Palmetto State problem. No, and, and it's very interesting. One of the folks who is on this task force was actually a foster care child. She wrote a, a book mm-hmm. entitled Falling Through the Cracks. And way too often we see that taking place. You know, when we think about this, the whole concept of adoption is totally the <laughs> basis of our biblical faith. Yes, it is. Yeah. Because we are adopted into the family of God. We are adopted in as heirs with Christ. And when we look at that, that carries with it a whole new meaning. And we want people, we want these children, these 800 children in foster care right now who could be adopted to understand that physically so they can also understand that spiritually. Not everybody's called to adoption. Not everybody's called to foster care. That's right. But... There are places where you can be the hands and feet of Jesus into a situation, and it may be a clothing bank. Your Sunday school class may put together backpacks for kids. Because keep in mind, you've got situations where you have children who are being taken out of a situation in the dark of night and placed into a foster home at midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning with the only possessions they have in a black plastic bag. How life-changing is it to know that I am wanted? Ultimately, I'm wanted and loved by God. But when Don and Rhonda Prosser had Mitchell in the 80s, they did not get to choose who I was. They didn't get to choose who I would be. They birthed me biologically. How amazing is it and how beautiful a picture of the gospel when people step up to the plate, when the church is the church, when the Great Commission and the Great Commandment are activated by God's people, and we show 4,000 children in South Carolina that they are wanted, that they are loved. What a powerful picture of the love of Christ for the church, whether it's through a foster family, whether it's through adoption, whether it's through a clothing drive or a back-to-school drive, whatever it is. How incredible is it for a child to know, I'm wanted. I am loved. You know, it takes me back to Jesus' feeding of the 5,000. Mm-hmm. The miracle that took place in, their, in front of their faces was something that, for so many of them, transformed their lives. Now, some looked at it and was like, well, where's my next meal? You know, they, didn't, they missed the real point of what was going on. But I think about these 4,000 children in South Carolina foster care right now. Can you imagine the Pentecost of life-changing events that could take place if those 4,000 children had a 
forever home that they were going to go in and be a part of. And here's the here's the big thing that we're, we talked about the Big C Church. This begins with the beginning of the church, the beginning of what we consider the modern church movement that begun in the book of Acts after you mentioned the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 6, uh, verse 1. Now, in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Uh, they were feeling neglected in terms of food and resources. They felt like they were being ostracized, not by plan, not by purpose, simply because the disciples were focused on other things. And so in verse 2, the twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of word, and thus begins the ministry of deacons. But that right there, it's not, it's not just your pastor's job. Your, your pastor's job is to preach the word. Our job as Christians is to go out and feed these people and and minister to these people. And creating disciples of all nations, as Jesus commands in Matthew 28, is not just having coffee one-on-one with somebody once a week. Creating disciples is planting the seed and planting it in good soil and letting God take care of the rest. I'm telling you, if, if churches say, we are the church and we are doing this, Someone, it might just be one, but at least one child's going to go, wow, the church did that for me. This church, these people did that for me. What is their God like? If they do it, what can he do? Yeah, I go back to Acts chapter 6. That word deacon there, in the Greek, it's the word diakonos. It literally means a tableware. Really what we're talking about here is intentional service and Mm -hmm. intentional servanthood. Right. What the church needs to really wrap its mind around is we are the servants of Jesus Christ. We are called by him to serve not just each other. You know, John 13, you'll be known by your love for one another. We've been called by God to serve our community. How incredible it is to know as a lost person in the community that people inside the four walls of the church love me enough, care for me enough, to serve me. That's incredible. And there are several groups that are doing this. So as we make the turn, I want to make sure we all understand that this is not a problem that isn't being addressed by anyone. There are groups within the state of South Carolina, church-based groups, Christian organizations, that are doing the work. They're doing the legwork, if you will. Uh, I think of groups like Fostering the Family, Oasis of Hope, Connie Maxwell, endless numbers that we're we're meeting with these folks as part of this task force they are the conduit they are working within the church and getting things taken care of trying to wait the tables and serve these children these foster families and even the social workers with the department that we're going to be talking it's about. It's an interesting concept when you begin to look at the way that the world views and starts to talk about the church. Tony, uh, Tony Evans started mm-hmm. off a, a, a sermon the other day saying, you have to understand everything in this world as a Christian, everything as a Christian parent, everything is against you. Everything in the yeah. world is against you. Yeah. But this is what Peter says. 
He says, live such good lives among others that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. The whole idea here is this. Somewhere along the way, when we as the church step in and start doing these things, the question is going to come up, why in the world are you doing this? Yep. And that is the moment at which we get to inject the gospel yeah. and the life-changing events that have taken place in our own lives to say, I do this because I love Jesus more than anything else. I'm doing this because I was first loved. It's, it's, it's very simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto this, love others as yourself. Exactly. It, yeah. it, 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 should, it should be, I learned it from a young age, it should be God, others, me. Right. You should be third. And, and I would argue maybe fifth or sixth. But you should be last on that list because we're supposed to deny ourselves and, and provide for these, for these people. And so the, the church, people in the church, four walls, need to be made aware of the issues going on in our state and how they can supply the need and and meet the needs of, of these children and the families. And that's the place where we as Palmetto Family are coming in. And we're going to be working with the governor's office. We're going to be working through this task force to create opportunity and awareness, but beyond that, to give you real, live, practical examples of what you can do in your community, whether it's Identify one family in your church who could be a foster family who has that call to do that, whether it is to, to have host a, a drive to be able to supply food and clothing that needs to be given to those children. If it's turning around and going in and creating warm and inviting visitation rooms where foster families and the children that they are caring for can meet together with the biological family in a safe, warm home-like environment instead of a sterile DSS yeah. office. Yeah. There are so many ways that you can minister and serve, and we want to make sure that you know what those are so that you can begin to make that change in your community. You know, as I think about what's happening in our world, I think that people are on this quest for joy. They're on this quest for joy. And I think so many people are struggling. Justin, you said it just a moment ago. The, the way to have true joy, my mother used to say this all the time, is to think of Jesus, others, and then yourself. Mm -hmm. J-O-Y. Yeah. You know, friends out there listening, forget happiness. Happiness is fleeting. It, it's, hap it, it's based on your happenings and your surroundings. Amen. But joy only comes through service. Joy only comes through Jesus others yourself so all these practical solutions are incredible and they bring joy to the life of the giver my, my thought goes to james chapter 1 and verse 27 i love what james says to the church uh, that's now been dispersed from jerusalem they're in the midst of religious persecution and he says this he says religion that is pure true religion if we want to be known as Christ followers, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Wow. If you want to have true joy, serve. And God gives us a perfect picture here in James of who we should serve, the widows and the orphans in their 
affliction. This is a perfect opportunity to find true, lasting joy in your life. And this is a place where we have a practical example of how we can start stepping into that. So on October 14th, when we hold this summit with Governor McMaster and his staff, and we start talking through the issues that come up in adoption and foster care and start bringing solutions to the table, this is an opportunity to raise the awareness of adoption and foster care, the issues that are surrounding it, and how the church can start stepping into this and truly being the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's coming in October. But what can you do right now? Again, this is the same conversation I had with you the last time. What can you do? Right now, driving in your car, this probably hit you like a ton of bricks, as it did me the first time I sat in this meeting. Wow, this issue is is larger than I imagined. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than us. Yeah, you're right. So what can you do? First, you need to pray for our leaders. You need to pray for the children who are in this system. You need to pray for the biological families, the foster families, the social workers, the adoptive parents. Pray for every single one of these folks to be touched by God and that their needs can be met. Now, when it comes to the Palmetto family side of things, when it comes to the Palmetto family side of things, you can text guardrails to 76076. When you do that, you're going to get connected with us and we can keep you aware, especially on the lead up to this governor's summit, we're going to keep you informed and up to date on what's going on with this conversation. And of course, you can subscribe to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go to our website, palmettofamily.org on the podcast page. We'll have a resources page where you can check out the numbers and the statistics and some of the different services that are being provided to these children and to these families. And just a reminder that next week, we're going to welcome in editor-in-chief of Living Real Magazine, Melanie Shaw. You'll hear her story and how she, along with others in the faith community, are championing this cause. She was adopted, and her adoption story is absolutely yeah. unreal. Yeah. And you're going to want to make sure that you you have hit the subscribe button here yeah. Yeah. because you're going to want to know next week when this comes out the story that Melanie will tell you will be one where you recognize the hand of Jesus, mm. the Holy yeah. Spirit moving in ways that you thought were not going to be possible. And Melanie does a great job of sharing that story. And you want to be a part of that. Thank you so much for listening to Palmetto Family Matters. We are encouraged by you continually subscribing and listening to Palmetto Family. Friends, you can join our efforts to ensure that South Carolina is a state where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. I'm Mitch. I'm Justin. And I'm Dave Wilson. God bless you all.